Hello and welcome to Progressive Mindset, the podcast for entrepreneurs looking to progress themselves and their businesses. I'm Bradley Monday. And I'm Jason Kemsley. And today we're going to jump into uh, a topic which has the acronym of MRR. Uh, and if you're not sure what that familiar is uh, stands for, it's Monthly Recurring Revenue. And we were talking about this previously before we started recording, Brad, and there's been a huge movement over the last five, six years, right, to move towards this monthly subscription model. Uh, absolutely. And definitely the industry that we're in is, I, I would have said, at, at the forefront of that. Our industry has been doing MMR, MRR for a long time, but is also one of those industries that's transitioned from sometimes annual, sometimes one-off sales and has, has managed to get that into almost everything now is is monthly reoccurring and we're seeing it a lot right is five years ago it made sense when you saw netflix spin up and it made sense to me for this small amount a month i get access to these things rather than the big one off for the film or whatever but i'm starting to see it now in in industries i never could have expected it in at that time the coffee shops hey rather than your one-time coffee We've got this membership and that gives you access to X number of cups a month or whatever. It's time to move into almost every industry in some way, shape or form. Yeah, I, I, I think it is. And that's the purpose of the episode for us, right, is to, uh, to talk about MRR, to uh, get some ideas out there as to how you might put this into your business and also why this is a good thing for your, for your business. So we're going to cover off how does it make the customer feel you know, benefits to, to the bottom line and those kind of things, right? Absolutely. And so we should probably disclose straight out the gate, we are in an MRR business. There is We have a small amount of one time. Um, we have a 1% as yeah, annual fraction, recurring yeah, revenue, absolutely. very fractional. But the majority of the business revenue is generated from MRR. And so the main reason we're talking about this and not ARR, et cetera, is one, because of the driver, but two, because... 13 years now we've been doing it for this is, yeah this is our area so uh, i'd hope we've become uh, somewhat knowledgeable in the area so the first thing i really wanted to touch upon which i think is a a huge one when you sit at this sort of c-suite level is the predictability of it yep that, that so you're you're a numbers guy maybe not in, enjoyment wise but you deal with numbers a lot that must be a, a, a huge green tick where you can predict next month what's going to happen. For, uh, yeah, I mean, very simply, it's a if you are one time reoccurring uh, or even some somewhat annual reoccurring, you, you start each month with a blank slate. You know, it's zero and we've got to get to X by the end of it. With, with that monthly recurring, because of its predictability, you start the month knowing that you are going to bill out X amount of pounds. You know, month in, month out, obviously there's some some tr some churn in there for sure and that sort of stuff that we can build in and predict because you know you know what last year you lost on, on an average trends month. and stuff right on that predictability absolutely so it, it makes running the business it makes your your expenses that much easier and that sort of stuff you know what we're going to have to play with month in month out it also helps with cash flow because it's a bit more predictable and actually from month to month you're seeing approximately the same amount of money it makes it that much easier to predict your forecasting as well and, and cash flow possibly doesn't get talked about enough but cash flow must be a huge i don't know the stats a huge reason for many businesses failing despite them being cash positive 
for, uh, for sure. And certainly monthly reoccurring revenue doesn't fix the cash flow problems that many businesses experience. We've still got to make sure we get that money in. Yeah. Uh, but it but it definitely helps. And it's I think it's more instinctive to the 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 business owner or leader doing it right is in a, in all of our personal lives most of us work on a monthly basis mm-hmm. i get paid x then i have this going out i have this bill going out i have my mortgage payment going out and it's all done monthly yeah so what we're almost intrinsically wired to work better and and be able to i guess right if i take out this 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 if i take out all my expenses i'm left with y I know next month if we do the same, I'm going to have Y. Next month, I'm going to have Y so I can spend X or whatever. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And you've definitely stumbled across uh, something there that is the fact that all of your expenses come out monthly. It, they do just that. They just come out. So as a consumer, it's much more palatable. Um, certainly, that was one of the one of the points is you don't get that, that ouch moment when you're big month annual bill comes in and you've got to choose whether to renew yep actually we we don't get that with monthly recurring so just before i jump into uh my next one i do have a question where does this end what what happens so as an example right i i spend 20 pound a month on, on a coffee subscription i don't just to clarify because i think <laughs> that is a poor use of my money but 20 pound a month What's to say their next goal is not all for just five pound a week, all for just fifty p a day? Where does this end? Uh, well, so it depends depends on what you're marketing, right? Because the the in, lots of insurances talk about it depends what you're comparing it against. So I think that's w- what you're talking about. There is a little bit around messaging. I've seen lots of people say, "Well, you can have your insurance for less than your coffee." Yep. Costs you a day and all of that sort of stuff. So, where does it end? I think certainly in the UK we get paid um, on a, on a monthly subscript on a monthly basis. Yeah, and so I, I think that leads largely onto the way the reason that we think about things in a monthly cycle, and and many many businesses work on a monthly cycle. I think if you're in business to consumer, there are definitely places around the world where you get paid. It's more traditional to get paid weekly or bi weekly. Yeah. I, I don't know, perhaps we see it take take one more and step. And that's what but I'm thinking is in the US, two weekly, from what I've seen, is quite common for payment, uh, for salary payments. Yep. So is the next step your Netflix, which is $10 a month or $5 every two weeks? Because it gives them even more regular. But then is that too many touch points of money going out? There's a balance here somewhere, right? And that's what I guess we're talking about is we're going to talk about how it makes people feel once a year is a shock yep. every day probably feels like you're spending too much i feel like the month is what the world has sees as the the balancing point that everyone is familiar and comfortable with yeah certainly if you get into any more frequent than that i think you're you're definitely at the forefront of of trialing these things let's let's aim to get it <laughs> get it monthly take your 12 payments a year and uh be and, done with and it. go from there and so then the next after predictability it leads quite nicely into forecasting so when we sit down with the leadership team and we're talking about where we want to go yep the year's just wrapped up where do we want to get to next year what do we want to grow to the mrr model means it becomes quite simple to start to to backfill and calculate how i'm going to reach that particular goal yep 
and so and there's there's obviously some maths involved with that etc and we'll, we'll we'll share those little nuggets but what it makes very useful is if i'm doing one time or if i'm doing arr you don't have too many opportunities to get back on track or uh, back onto targets when you fall off because everyone falls off them some at some point with monthly although there are better times to fall off than others you've got 12 monthly cycles to, to keep exactly. an eye on the on the 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 target the the moving target that it is it i'm i'm going to slightly slightly disagree with with that in the I agree with some of the points you made there, but I don't agree with it being easier. So you de- you definitely don't want to fall behind. You know, with with monthly reoccurring, you definitely don't want to fall behind in the first few quarters. Um, you want to hit your targets because actually, that just more any any revenue you didn't have in the first quarter, you definitely aren't going to see. You know, obviously for three more quarters because it's that reoccurring piece. Uh, and I guess the flip side, if you get ahead in quarters one and two, then you are set for your targets for the rest of the year whereas when you're doing one-time sales every you you've, you know you've got to go and graft every month to get to to get to a target but it you know, they tend to be more seasonal and those kind of things with with one time there's usually things throughout the year that you need to that you need to know about absolutely yep no no agreed and so i guess just to throw the the number piece in here uh in case anyone ever ever is thinking about it um 78 is the magic number uh, and and being a numbers guy it'd probably be best if you explain this rather than me um 78 is the magic number and timesing the amount by 78 is effectively what will give you the cumulative total because there are a total of 78 billing periods yep in the in a full 12 month period but I, i haven't explained that very well so if if we're looking at right every every month we're going to sell ten thousand pounds worth of additional sales. Yep. From January, if you multiply that by seventy eight, that gets you right. January, I'm doing ten thousand, but I'm going to continue to build that ten thousand for the remaining months of the year. Yep. In February, I'm going to build the original ten thousand from January plus and another. plus another ten thousand. And when you multiply that up from twelve, eleven. 10 and on we go it works out to be 78 which when we're talking about forecasting can just make some of those number the the process of forecasting a little bit easier you then start to okay actually that's not quite achievable in this month because it's a quiet month in our industry so we take from there but we think in this month there's a lot of activity so we can get a bit more um and it it creates a bit more of a uh, what i would consider a balanced forecast sheet rather than big jumps or um, dips based on I've had a salesman off for two weeks last month and so he only had two weeks of selling one-time items. It allows for uh, these things to be factored in and you can get ahead of the curve. If you have someone off for two weeks or every business has someone that wants to take a sabbatical for a month or, or however long it is. Okay, well, can we maybe look at how they can add... 20% 20% extra onto their target the month before. Yeah. And then at least for that month, we know they're not going to do any one time, but they're covered. And it, so it allows some element of flexibility being able to cover gaps. 
it certainly just as you said earlier makes your makes your calculations that much easier you don't have to multiply everything up by the amount of months that are remaining and and add that on but the the monthly recurring uh, piece also allows you to start to predict what are my monthly losses so that you can then add work out what additionals you then got to add on uh, th- throughout the year yep so it it does make you knowing what's coming into your business or certainly what you're predicting coming into your business um, a little bit easier than when it's one time and and just finally and I, I don't know how many people this will appeal to but from a reporting standpoint if you've got a leadership team if you've got a board if you've got someone that or even just maybe internal people because you're quite transparent mm-hmm. that you show your numbers to I assume that reporting um, with everything becomes a little bit easier, but more importantly, starts to make a bit more sense. There's no huge fluctuations to account for or explain in, in management notes, etc. I think it highlights issues probably a little bit quicker because it's meant to be so predictable and the reporting should look quite linear, right? You should see the upward the upward curve. When you don't see that, it's very, very easy to see, hang on a minute, we've got a problem here that we need to go and rectify and fix. So I think the the reporting piece is probably the same amount of work that goes into it, but we're seeing issues uh, that, mu- that much sooner. The same set of you want you want leading numbers rather than trailing numbers, that I don't that doesn't that doesn't change. We still need to know where that money's coming from. Absolutely. Yeah, the principles and, and stuff does. What does change is how you target salespeople. Is. absolutely and this is really key i've seen many many businesses in our space as they were transitioning from the one-time sales to to the monthly recurring bit of themselves because actually didn't know how or didn't want to incentivize salespeople to to sell monthly because the commissions just look wildly different you as a business aren't going to see all that upfront money like you would have done with a one-time absolutely. sale therefore you can't give commission based on money that you haven't got here so that that doesn't work. So talk talk a little bit about this is your this is definitely your field, right? So let's talk around. And how I think we you just it. said a very good point is the people that are struggling to change, it's a mindset thing and it's also that they've become stuck in a way where their bills are annual. Mm-hmm. And so they're what we're only bringing in X this month, but I've got annual bills coming in for Y. How do I make the two meet, even though I'm gonna get that for the continued twelve month period or whatever? So it's definitely diff- definitely difficult. Um, so sales targets and it it depends what industry you're in uh, obviously but from from what I've seen an ARR contract you get a one-time payment Um, if you're doing a one-off you'll get a one-off commission Um, so there is a if you're in an industry are you medical insurance and stuff in the US it's huge for this where you go and sell a big lump sum piece of equipment or product or whatever you go and get a big lump sum piece of commission. And the feeling there is, whoa, holy smokes, look how much money I just got paid for doing that deal. I'm incentivized as hell to go and get as many as I can. And that that's a bit more difficult with MRR because we're not paying this big chunk or, or you know, what feels like a big chunk. Yeah, You're getting probably a better deal, I think, in the MRR commission landscape. But it doesn't feel like it emotionally because you're not seeing a big number. So, and we were talking a little bit about them earlier, but it's not uncommon in MRR and there's multiple different ways to have a target 
and then when you let's say you sell a monthly recurring contract and uh, billing wise and it's a 12 month contract you receive three commission payments over the first three months of the contract and it will the three of them will still add up to what you would have got with your annual recurring commission they're just but divided by three. So let's spread over. As an okay. example, to give a, a a real world example, I sell something, and I'm due a thousand pound commission. In ARR world, I'd get a thousand pound into my bank. Whippy, I'm gonna go on that nice weekend away that I wanted to do. In the monthly recurring world, I'm gonna get three hundred and thirty three pound this month. I'm gonna get three hundred and thirty three pound next month, and I'm gonna get three hundred and thirty three the month after. Obviously, there's a pound missing there, so I'd be questioning someone, but uh, <laughs> you, you get the idea. And that, as from a salesperson, you know, a, a typical salesperson is is in tune or trained monthly, you know, start of the month to end of the month target, quarter target, year target. They're trained in that very traditional yeah. methodology. And so that can be quite a change because emotionally, it's a bit strange. I, I put a lot of work in. I've got 300 and £33 for it. No, but you haven't. Because when you go off next month, and you have a quieter month, you're still going to get your £333 from the month you've done prior. Then you go take a bit of time off the market levels. You can actually build up and start to accrue a more regular, a more fruitful income, just spread out. So it's, a, so it's a messaging. This is communicate. What I'm hearing here is it's about communication. It's about how you sell this to your salespeople and get them to to buy into that slightly longer, absolutely longer term vision. But it's tough, right? Because we're about to talk about the inverse of this and what it feels like to be a customer, etc. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to not see that that big lumps. You know, we work with in our industry. I'm aware of some players that the commissions are obscenely high. Uh, you can get 50,000, 100,000 for closing a certain deal. Seeing that just feels a bit different to 15,000, 20,000 a month for three months. Yep. But a salesperson is usually someone that is financially driven or has some sort of financial motivation. And so just building in that hey look if you had to take next month off sick you've still got this coming in it's a nice way to to try and deliver that message back gotcha um this is a uh really struggling to get my head into thinking in that short term space like that i'm I'm so used to looking you know on on the horizon or even over the horizon to see what's happening it's it's quite difficult to you know put you put yourself into uh a, a typical salesperson shoes and absolutely um, and look at what's coming and now. it's a certain mindset right is is with the shift there is a shift in a lot of things we we've got an example of it at the moment in the uk which fascinates me a little bit but volvo the car manufacturer they're trying to introduce this monthly subscription vol i think it's called volvo select or something it's a monthly subscription everything wrapped in they must i don't know how they've changed their sales commissions on this and how they do it But the idea that as a salesman in Volvo, you can go and sell someone into that model and then probably they must get something for three, six months, some sort of commission payout. The idea that you get that, to me, is a no-brainer and a phenomenal step forward because prior to that, 
you were waiting for new number plate season or you were waiting for these peak months where you earn a lot of money, but then it drops straight back down again for that for the normal season or period or whatever. So let's um this is this is going to transition nicely onto thinking about the customer. Right, but let's let's stick with your example because I think in in the car manufacturer space there are actually some bad examples how to turn your customer base off. Yep. With um so 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 Volvo doing the entire car as a package um was the example you just gave and I think that that works that meets the the same things that other people have tried to rinse and repeat in various different industries whereas you take a product that was previously one time and you effectively just spread it across yep. an extended period you've got some car manufacturers and we probably shouldn't name name names when we're talking about no, negative they need to pay us before negative we name when them. we're not when we're talking about negative <laughs> things but have have lent more towards the i'm going to sell you a car in the traditional sense and then perhaps you're going to pay a subscription for heated seats okay and, yep. and my personal view uh, that was obviously met with with uproar well hang on a minute i've, I've bought a thing and i feel like i own that thing yeah and yep. now you're making me pay to switch it on it's already it already exists you've already picked up the cost as the manufacturer now you're just trying to extort money from me and I'd, it, it costs the same, because it costs the same amount to manufacture, right? It doesn't, it's, it, just because you can switch it on and off with a subscription doesn't make it any cheaper to create. I think that's probably the bit that's broken for me as a consumer. And I know many consumers out there are, don't, don't charge me for what I've already, I've already paid for and has cost you the same. That's, that's the bit. It's principle. It, no, it is. I, I can tell you exactly what it is because it's a discussion we constantly have between us. The biggest single difference, I believe, between ARR and MRR is the demonstrating value consistently. You've purchased that car. It's adding no extra value to you, but they want more money mm -hmm. or very little insignificant value. If they said for X amount, um, once a month we change your tyres and put on these crazy new tyres that we've got and once a month we do this really cool thing and uh, it changes, we'll paint it a different colour, you'll feel like you're getting enough value to be bought into that subscription. One of the biggest shifts from ARR, with, with your annual recurring revenue, typically at the point of contract renewal as you're coming close, you want to start making sure they're seeing the value, they're getting what they want, etc, etc. Renew, okay, great they're good for another year or whatever with MRR you want to deliver some sort of consistent value for sure metrics or whatever it is so that so one of the big things I saw in the Volvo one is it includes insurance there's a couple other things and uh, tire replacements when your tires wear down servicing when it comes up so even though you're paying monthly every six to nine months they're going to do something free of charge that makes you remember why you've done it monthly in the first place. Yep, you're not having to go for that outlay. Absolutely. So the biggest thing I see with, with what you just mentioned is I've bought it. I feel like I've spent a decent amount of money on this. The value is not there for me to pay for something that already exists, but you just won't give to me. Yep. And so, so there's a huge element and demonstrating value is something we've talked about before on an episode and 
I'm sure there'll be another five episodes about it in different uh, disguises. But with your MRR billing, if you are doing it or looking at it, whether it's via report, whether it's via a touch point, whatever it is, you you want a quarter minimum. Want to be trying to demonstrate the value in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, because I, and I think everyone does this. Is it's it's become very easy to accrue in both business and in your personal life. Absolutely. It's become very easy to accrue multiple reoccurring subscriptions from a finite amount of money coming in and eventually people go through and they'll cull Absolutely. and so if you aren't one of those people that's providing the value that you've just stated you're going to be the one that gets culled and, and if i could just quickly talk about a very quick example of this uh, it's been a hot topic in the uk at the moment um i had four subscriptions to watch football soccer because they spread it out over different providers different rights etc and then it must be two, three months ago, I thought, I need to have a clean up because my banking app very nicely shows me monthly subscriptions. It's really nice and I get I got to go through. I took off all of them apart from one and it was the one that happened to email me that day and was at the forefront of my brain to check in. It was a um, please rate our service. It was an automated email. Right. I'll be honest, just because of that email, nothing to do with the product or service at the time because it's they all have different games. It's You, you don't get to choose a, just a channel for your team. It's spread out. I kept that one. The other okay. three went because Isn't... I can't remember the last time I saw anything. I can't remember the last time I opened it. The name was just, to me, it meant nothing at that moment. And so I right. called them. So off they went. I'm sure at some point I might re-sign up to one of them or whatever when I see something. But if they had been sending me a weekly, monthly, hey, here's the new stuff on our platform, here's all the... I don't think I would have cancelled them. Okay. So providing value is a, a, a big thing ongoing. Let's let's wrap up the episode by just talking about, for those that aren't in a monthly recurring space, what creates... So we, we pointed out briefly what was, what was bad. Let's take some examples, um, theoretical or otherwise, that we can give as takeaways how to create monthly recurring revenue services and I, off the top of my head i'm thinking there are there are two ways to do this one is to have something that you are are, are giving away so if if you i say giving away so let's let's take the coffee example so we are selling coffees your subscription needs to look from a consumer as if, right, okay, if I go and get this many coffees, and that's actually, that that adds up to the amount that I'd usually buy, that makes good value. Yep. What you are then counting on to make to make your money is that they don't, they, want, them they, they don't want them all. And that is, that's, I think that's, that's very popular. If you were in the dry cleaning business, for example, you could do, hey, weekly we'll do dry clean a number of shirts or, or whatever it might be. And that week when you're away next month and you don't bring anything in, that's the one and when you multiply that up about across the customer base that that works and so i think that's that's one way that you could look to carve up your service to create it monthly monthly reoccurring you've got to make sure that you win somewhere otherwise you'll find that when when you've got a customer that tips over the balance and uses it more yep then then you begin to lose you've got to watch those finances very carefully the other way is 
uh, is to price it the same as as it would have cost you anyway on average and then try to be more efficient with so if you've got something that you can drive efficiency with so this is our yeah this is our business that i'm describing here is when there was a transition from a break fix as we call it, you're taking a taking a problem and fixing it and you get billed for it and you you can work out how many how many times does that thing go wrong on average so you can work out what it costs you and then beyond that the way you drive up your margins is you go and work out how you automate or you bring down the frequency absolutely and i, I guess the, the the one i would add or the third one if there are businesses watching that are annual you know one-time annual billing is you can quite simply take that price divide it by 12 i think there should be a three to five percent uh, on top of that mm -hmm. because of the ease of paying monthly but then you you so it, it can be quite simple you just take it say hey we can do monthly we can do the opex billing um and it's got a five you know it's just five percent more it works out a month roughly or even less and on top of that you have to add something of value that happens on top of it monthly to encourage them to go for the mrr as opposed to the the arr for many traditional businesses that are stuck in their ways if they quite like arr it's quite difficult to get them to want to move mm -hmm. so usually there has to be a, a sweetener hey i don't know we paid for our insurance and we pay for it once every 12 months and it's this lump sum of i don't know five thousand pound well we can do your insurance now and for just 450 pound a month um you'll get your insurance oh and by the way every month we give you this insurance health dashboard which gives you a monthly checklist on things you should do to make sure you're in the best possible position yeah. for a cheaper renewal. That dashboard costs next to zero to produce. Someone can just update it. One person, half an hour, they write some new stuff in it every month. But you've now created a monthly model as a whole. That's got more value than Obviously, you. the bigger you get, the more complexity you add to it. Mm -hmm. and, and we're in a scenario now where the monthly reporting you could do is endless. But, uh, I think there has to be some sort of sweetener for many of the people that are trying to do it because people are stuck in their ways and they need a little nudge to make yep. your life easier. And it will come back and you will maybe not thank us for it, but you, you will thank this movement for it because it will help you in many other areas. It's worth that small incentive for what you'll gain back. Uh, agreed. And that's short, that's short term, right? To encourage the existing customer base across. Actually, it's, it's now the way of the world to go monthly reoccurring. So once it exists within your business, actually your new signups are, are going to be that by default. So it's really something that that's to get your existing customers. And the last thing, if you're in a space where ARR is heavy, there is going to be a disruptor at some, some point with an MRR concept. It might as well be you. Tech's happened. I've just spoke about the coffee industry. I've spoke about the car industry. That the health insurance industry, insurance as a whole, has been doing this for years. If you're in an industry where ARR is sort of the main thing, be the be the disruptor. Be the be the ones that come along and change the face of it. Uh, yeah, I I completely agree. I'm I'm looking at forward to seeing other service industries that have not necessarily done this yet. Yep. Do it. I think that's the big one because I think that's a tough nut to crack. But if you manage it, 
Absolutely. It's, and um, I want to know if good. they listened to this before they done it. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll see you on the next one. Goodbye. Bye-bye.